I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cedarburg Public Library Radio. Here's Jack. Here's Jack. Can you believe it? Back on the actual radio. It's the Jack Henke Show on CPL Radio. Not on Facebook, not on Zoom. This is wonderful. Without further ado, I'm just going to clam up and say, here's Jack. Wow, that is wonderful. (laughs) You clammed up. Everybody's really going to love the show today. We have two psychiatrists here to talk about the joy of sex. Oh, right? Authors authors Terry and Kelly Dupuis-Schmidt. Oh, that's next week's show. (laughs) Shoot. Someone juggled their notes again. (laughs) I like your topic better. (laughs) You're very capable, I think. I know. Let's let's talk about that. No. TFS, better known as Terry... Your middle name is Frank Schmidt, <laughs> Sweet, and Kelly Dupuis Schmidt. That's right. Are here to join us to talk about the joy and process of making hit records yeah. and making cool records. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First, we have a little business to get through. Uh, Mr. Bob's under the bridge, creating a welcoming community in which every person receives the basic needs, necessities, guidance, hope, and compassion. Please go to mrbobsunderthebridge.org, and whether it's time, money, or attention, give a little, will you? And uh, family sharing, and Graft is expanding their hours for expanded need, which is great. People who can't get there during the week can go on Saturdays. Um, so there's, they have this two parts of family sharing, the store where you can buy merchandise which supports their cause, or um, give directly to the cause, which is the food pantry. So either way, check out family sharing. Mel of Mel's Charities will be in the house in two weeks 
on Friday the 16th. So we're not going to give him any more time now. And, oh, we have a, an extra celebrity here, Lisa, the owner of the Java House is here. Woo! Nobody would believe she's in the room because no one can hear her. <laughs> <laughs> but there she is. <laughs> big, big news for the 4th of July. The Java House will be open from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. on the 4th with Windows service during the, I guess they have a parade in Cedarburg. I'm not, I've heard of, I've heard of that. I'm not sure if that's a, anybody knows about that. But you all should try the Bomb Pop Lemonade, a Java House original, and all of their f- other fine drinks, including the world-famous Italian roast, which is better than you can find even in Rome. I like the fact that Lisa wow. has weaponized lemonade. It's the Bomb Pop Lemonade. All right. Yep. And, that, and that's his favorite ice cream novelty treat. That is. is that's Pop. way up there. I, uh, <laughs> takes me back to my childhood in Two Rivers when I was doing time on the chain. No, I'm not going to talk about that. But it was a wonderful time. With Bomb Pop Lemon. Bomb Pop, yes. Because they were the biggest thing on the ice cream truck. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You know me too well. Uh, so my, re- my reputation precedes me. The Job House is also the only local coffee d- purveyor who d- smokes their own flavored beans. <laughs> they smoke. You, you, you smoke beans? Yeah, see? Oh, you might want to say roast. Wow. Yeah, smoke, oh. smoke sounds better. Roast, roast smoke. Work for... You, you, say toma- you say tomato, I say tomato. Work for Lisa and get black lungs. And, and, well, that's her husband, Dan. Uh, also, a special announcement from the Java House, their celebrity barista, Margo... Inky oh. is making a return guest appearance tomorrow morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Please show up because she saves her smiles only for the Java House customers as she never smiles at home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. Oh, boy. You better believe it. <laughs> Every time you're I've a, seen her, she smiles. Oh, yeah. You're another sucker. <laughs> the Java House is open every day until 6 p.m. So there. Um, and... You go to the parade, people like to tip a few during the parade. They don't have any alcohol at the job house, but with the Bomb Pop lemonade or any of their fine lemonades, bring your own vodka. You got it made. Um, Okay. Yeah. That's pretty much the business. Uh, I have some questions, some really tough questions for Terry and Kelly. Uh Uh-oh. For the 4th of July, Uh pick one, parade or fireworks? And why? Uh Uh-oh, Terry's grimacing. (laughs) I know what that means. <laughs> Terry waits for the 5th of okay. July. <laughs> yeah. The real holiday. Right, well, uh, they're, they're both good. Yeah. You go first. You go first. Don't be a politician. I, I'm going to say parade. Really? Yeah. Why? Um, I like to see the people in the parade. I like I, I like all that. You know, I like the fireworks, too. Um, but I get a little tired of the whole crowd going, oh, oh, you know, I start going, shut up. Happy holidays. It's the humans. The humans piss me off. So so I like to, but I like to see them go by in a parade. All right. There's the dark side of the fourth of July. Now let's talk, let's talk to the light side. Kelly. Well, being quite human, I like the fireworks. Ah, why? Um, it's just fun and exciting, and there's this feeling everybody is, you know, the kids are all waiting, they can't wait to see, you know, the 
and then I kind of like the ooh. <laughs> 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 we kind of Yeah, there he is. Well, there you there go. So that's you what know? makes the world go round. There you go. That's who was sitting behind us last year. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, oh. you, you and me? That's yeah. who was Shut up. <laughs> Pelting you with beer Shut cans. Shut up with your happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your happiness to yourself. Hi, right, Lisa. Take care, Lisa. Right. Thanks Thank for everything. You, I think that was Lisa impersonator. She didn't say a word, I don't think, the whole time you've been on the air. Well, we didn't offer her a mic. <laughs> strategically. Very strategically. And usually she doesn't need one. Anyway... Um, the Cedarburg Fourth of July parade is kind of a big deal, and so much so that people put out historically put their chairs out the night before to get to, to do it, and then they didn't allow that, so people were drawing like chalk outlines, like oh, it's just crazy. But this year they passed an ordinance <laughs> saying they can't go out. They used to say seven o'clock the night before, so people would be waiting on the sidewalk on the third of July to, wow. to claim their spots. That's awesome. As soon as seven went, the bell rang and everybody slammed down the thing. But they aren't letting people do that this year. They have to come. They can't put chairs up until the eight a.m. the day of. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen at all. It's going to be enforced. <laughs> I thought you were the light. You were the what, light of the what, room. What is the penalty for drawing an outline of a chair before eight a.m. In Cedarburg? Yeah. Oh, that's at least two years. Yeah. Yeah, hard time. What if you're, what if you're just a, like, That you seems know. a bit harsh. They will confiscate your chair and put it at the chair. You have to go, like, the car lot. They have a chair lot. Yeah. It's like, and, and, it's yeah. Like, and there's a fine. It's like when your car gets towed. Yeah. yeah what like, if you just put, like, I heart Cedarburg and then your initials? That's right? three years. Yeah. Yeah. Hard time. Yeah. 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 Graffiti. This is a tough town. American flag. You know, something. Wow. That's oh, rough. man. Yeah. You can't you can't yeah. tag the sidewalk in Cedarburg. Are you insane? Yes. We do stuff like that in Waukesha all the time. Well, Waukesha. <laughs> 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 all right. Hey, hey don't just walk. Uh, <laughs> hey, we just Cedarburg. We just everybody get, yeah. Yeah, you get know, in line. We have a river too. <laughs> wow. Jeez. We don't have a river. We got a creek. What's great about Cedarburg though is that if you if you um, if you spit on the sidewalk, it's a fifty dollar fine. But if you throw up, it's free. I've discovered. So that's well, actually, yeah, how, how exactly did you <laughs> come by this knowledge? What are we talking about? We have about a lot of, lot of taverns. He <laughs> was brought up on the mean streets of two rivers. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough, tough town. That's the hood, isn't it? Don't make yeah. me use my bomb pop. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. All right, July. We're in. This is the first show of July. You, you believe oh, that? Absolutely. Year's wow. halfway over. Um, and July is, believe it or not, National Hot Dog Month. <laughs> Shocking. That's why we're here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> national Hot Dog, the National Sausage Council, <laughs> yes, there is such a thing, <laughs> estimates <laughs> they threw me off. that Americans will eat 150 million hot dogs every 4th of July. I think I'll have one. <laughs> Do you like hot dogs? I do like hot dogs. I've been craving a hot dog lately. Well, Classic when you get a hot Chicago dog, dog, absolutely. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's the next question. Yeah. What do you put on? What are the condiments? Do you like hot dogs? Yeah. You, I'm pointing at Kelly. Yes, yes. Bulldog, hot dogs? Bring them on. Doc? Oh, indeed. Oh, indeed? <laughs> oh, okay. indeed. Okay. <laughs> and, I, and I do too. Now, the, 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 the real question is whether you get to, you, if you answer this correctly, you get to stay in the room. If not, you, gotta, you, have, to leave with, you have to leave with Lisa. Do you put ketchup on hot dogs? Ooh. Uh, that's one of the things I would put on there. You're out. 
<laughs> so nice to have Terry Sweet on the show okay. this week. Uh, <laughs> drive safely and ketchup. <laughs> I'm going to Waukesha. <laughs> That's where well. they put ketchup on. They're free to put ketchup on their hot. Dog. I put mustard on there. I put ketchup on there. At least I really like chili on there. That's what. Oh, nothing chili? wrong with that. Cheese. Yeah, you yeah. gonna be a chili dog, boy? I'm in mm. heaven. Are you? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. What about you, Kelly? Ketchup. Well, before I get kicked off the show, um, <laughs> answer it freely. My, my daughter li- likes nothing on her hot dogs. Wow, so she, she should have come today. They must she, be good. Yeah, yeah. A dry dog. Um, a dry dog. I guess so. I what guess kind of so. dogs do you make? Yeah. What brand? Do, what brand of dog do you make? <laughs> what brand? Yeah. Can I say that? Sure. Uh, you can say anything. Are you kidding? You know, we got f bombs. We people, people saying shit. shit and son of a bitch oh, and all what? kinds of things. You don't have to worry. <laughs> Thank you, Doc. <laughs> Save my bacon. Right. Got the hand on the reverb. Excellent, Oscar. Meyer, you awesome. know, it's got to be an Oscar Meyer. Okay, all the cool. Way. Yeah. What do you like on it? Um, everything. I like everything. Ketchup? Yeah, just no onions. Sorry, oh, I onions. like ketchup. Ketchup, uh, yeah. Ugh. You gotta have ketchup. And maybe not. I'm not so much into like the chili. Like my husband likes chili dogs. I'm not like no. Mm-mm. Sorry. Can't so you're chili. the odd man out here. Yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm I the odd do. man in. <laughs> <laughs> Bulldog, what do you what do you say? What do you like on your dog? Well, you know which hot dogs I'll be purchasing. Hebrew National, of course, huh. uh, because they answer. Two dogs. Yeah. They answer to a higher power. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, that there, that a rabbi had his hand. Well, never mind. We are uh, not worthy. <laughs> do they have? Is there pork in a Hebrew national? What do you think, Jack? <laughs> I'm asking. Oh, my <laughs> you were telling me you call them Hebrew nationals. Yes. yes. <laughs> Just so I can get my bar mitzvah remote. There's, there's a lot of pitfalls in your life, aren't there? <laughs> hourly, hourly. Um, Doc, what do you put on your dog? I'll go with Terry. Chili and cheese. There you go. I'm a mustard and onions guy. And yeah. relish does relish is okay. It doesn't I don't add like a lot. relish very much. It doesn't much. add much. Yeah. I don't think anybody likes relish. I've yeah. never met a relish fan. You meet someone on the street who's yeah. like, my life is based around relish. You no. just Uh-oh. walk the other way. Kelly's putting her head down again. Uh-oh. <laughs> we you found like relish? <laughs> you found it. When it we found I like the, relish. The, <laughs> four, four out of five don't like relish. We found the, the, yep. the fifth. Yes. I've she, never fit in. <laughs> she relishes it. <laughs> Total outcast. All right. So on this show, we are all about food. We we cover chunky or, or creamy. We cover pizza toppings. We cover condiments mm. for hot dogs. All the important shit that the people need stuff, to know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anybody else got anything on hot dogs before you move on? Not a bit, but uh, you were mentioning uh, national weeks and days of the year. I'd like to actually make a new one here for the uh, Jack Hankey show. I wonder if uh, mm. we can throw that out there. It's exciting. So this is a birthday today of a great, a giant. Um, I would you know, put him up there. You've got Washington. You've got Lincoln. You've got Franklin. Today is the day that a man named Ken Curtis was born. Ken Curtis, uh, also known as Festus Hagen on Gunsmoke. Oh, Festus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So this is his birthday today. I think we need a national Ken Curtis day. So I would like to uh, make today, July 2nd, here on the uh, Jack no. Key Show. Festus. Not, <laughs> not big enough. I thought it was going to be Uncle Fester. Or Festus somebody, day. Somebody cool. Did you know that Marshall uh-huh. Dillon had uh, up to five deputies during the extensive run of Gunsmoke? Really? Because it ran for 723 years. Uh-huh. Um, Festus held the role the longest, 11 years, and there were 304 potential Festus episode, episodes for us all to enjoy on this day. Uh, he was patterned after a man from Dan, Ken Curtis's hometown named Cedar Jack, and Cedar Jack was uh, 
Cedar Jack was an interesting guy. He lived 15 miles south of town, made a living cutting cedar fence posts. So there's a little Cedarburg uh, connection there, I guess. Hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, Curtis observed many times that Jack came to town inebriated and would wound up <laughs> in the constable's jail. And Festa said, this is the character. This is the person I'm going to be for 304 episodes on television. <laughs> so there we are. Ken Curtis, I a know. great man. Born this day. I know who Festus is, but I, I never watched Guns. Is that where the holiday Festivus came from? <laughs> Bulldog? Yes. You're, you're the geek, our resident geek. Tell us. No, no. Festivus is, uh, that is more, that is a Seinfeld, uh, you know. We know, uh, yes. but it has to come from somewhere. Everything. Festus Hagen, I don't think, was in uh, Jerry and Larry David's mind when they were <laughs> probably <not. laughs> bringing about. Uh, I was just being silly. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, Festus. Okay. It's Festus Day here on the. Well, Jack I got I got a much more important okay. day than than that. Yesterday, yeah. on this day, yesterday, so on yesterday, <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you, Jack. In, in 1979, Sony began selling its Walkman MP3 player. Wow! And changed music listening forever. Wait ever. a yeah. minute, Jack. We minutes. we have some problems here. So. A Walkman cassette. would be a cassette or a CD. I don't think Sony had anything to do with the MP3 side of things. So I think you may have some cross lines there, sir, historically no. speaking. No. Okay. I believe Apple Apple was the first to come out with an MP3 player to carry around with you, not Sony. Yeah, but in so those were those were cassette players. Yes. Yeah. 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 The Walkman was a cassette player. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You All said right. MP3, Jack, so I thought I would uh, correct oh, it did before, he say? Oh. before the letters come pouring in. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, yeah. The phone you, is lighting you, up. You, you, as soon as you have the show, you'd start scribbling your notes saying, wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> I am wearing, I my, I'm wearing I my, my nerdy library shirt, so I have to use it. Okay. Well, speaking of music yeah. and how important music is, we have some guests today. We do. Terry and Kelly, who both, uh, you're like... Almost regulars. You're like Rodney Dangerfield. Because we get no respect. <laughs> no, because he's funny, funny, funny as hell. Weird mannerisms. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, it's good to know where you stand. Yeah, it is. Terry wrote our wonderful theme music that is fantastic. Gets you in the mood every Friday. Thank you. Kelly's been here numerous times. In fact, we had the two of yous on for a Christmas special. Yeah, Live. that was fun. That, that was, was yeah. fun. That was a great one. We needed a little fun that Christmas. That yeah. was uh, otherwise very bleak Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Kelly was drunk. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say anything. You promised. <laughs> Come I, lied. Here. I lied. Come here for the inside you story. trust him? <laughs> no. Of course not. If you, if you listen to Terry's promises, you, you're gonna, you get what you deserve. So... Terry is the maestro of the Jack Hankey Show, and Kelly is the songstress. So tell us about your recent collaboration. We've got exciting news. Kelly was on about, what, three weeks ago? About performing that. some yeah. songs live. And you forced me to. I was yes. ready. Yeah, you were excellent. <laughs> so much energy live. So you performed some songs, but that was pre-Nashville, yeah. before it, your life was changed. So yeah. how did you, you know? <laughs> why don't you why don't you tell us about the trip and I'll, actually in all seriousness tell people how this happened and like what happens we're interested in what happens and how you make a record. Yeah. So why Go don't ahead. you start? Go ahead. Well, uh Kelly wrote these songs. Uh she has enough songs to do an album. Mm-hmm. Um and so but there are some expenses with recording. So we were just doing the first part of this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in Nashville regularly, with, so I know the musicians and the engineers and the studios and that sort of thing. 
So as we talked about it and the whole project evolved, uh, we decided to record her songs down in Nashville. Use the people that I know down there. And uh, so um, Kelly was creating the charts for the session and uh, you know, kind of finalizing the demos and all that kind of stuff. And we can go into that in detail if you want. Uh, and I got the talent lined up in the studio and the engineer and all that. And so we went down last Sunday, week before this last Sunday, uh, flew down. Then uh, Monday morning, we got in there for a 10 o'clock downbeat and uh, started recording her songs. She was singing live in the booth. And we had, you know, everybody probably says this, but we really did. We had the top, top players in Nashville. And uh, the the whole experience was magical. Uh, you know, the... The music, the love in the room, mm -hmm. uh, everything. Uh, the players love each other. They loved Kelly. You know, everything was was, was just beautiful. I was going to ask you about that. So the players are used to playing with other highly talented and yeah. well-rehearsed uh, individuals. They didn't know Kelly at all besides no. Machuto. Right. How did that interaction go? We're talking about you like you're not here. But um, <laughs> yeah. please tell, just tell us what on. was How did they like the songs? They loved the songs. And these guys know songs. Uh, in fact, I remember the first we played, you know, you got to start somewhere. So the, f the first thing I like to do is get everybody in the control room and play what's, the first what, demo. What's the, con what's the control room? Control please. room is where the mixing board is, and that's where the speakers are, and all that kind of stuff. And there's a, there's a wall between the control room and the studio, which is where everybody's playing. <laughs> Uh, because you know any you don't want any extraneous sound getting into the microphones that'll wreck the recording. So they put a wall between you know, and you create this control room. But the wall there's a huge glass window, so you can see, huge you can piece see. of glass. Yeah. So and just, you know, there's nothing like a piece of glass. So there's so a great piece of glass. <laughs> yes. Um, so <clears throat> it's it, the control room is where the engineer. Tell us what the engineer is. I mean, so the engineer is responsible for setting up, choosing and setting up all the microphones. Uh, there's a real art and science to that. Um, you know, you might think, well, you just stick a microphone up right. in front of the guitar player. No, you have to know what microphone to use for what player, what guitar, what instrument he has. Um, and you have to know how to mic that because certain instruments sound better if they're mic'd in a certain way. So you, you, as the engineer, need to know not only what mic, but how far from the guitar should that microphone be. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they'll put one, you know, a mic over the guy's shoulder, for example. So it'd be two mics on him. Hmm. <clears throat> there, there are all kinds of techniques for this. Mm -hmm. And the, the top engineers know these techniques. And that's why you need a top flight engineer with that kind of experience to make sure he's getting the right sound on every instrument. On the drums, uh, there's a microphone, at least one microphone, on every tom-tom, you know, the kick drum, the snare drum, the hi-hat, every cymbal. There, there are microphones hanging high in the room to pick up the, the ambience. Mm -hmm. They call those overheads. Mm -hmm. And so the engineer then takes his place at the recording console and runs the computer, uh, is making sure that every instrument, what they're playing, is being recorded at the right level. You don't want it, if the level is too low, uh, you get noise, and you don't want noise. You want a pristine sound. You want a pure sound on each one of those tracks as you can get. And so, 
there's a lot to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we just have one of the best engineers in the whole world working on our stuff. And um, so, uh, so he once all the microphones and everything are taking pl- are in place and we start recording he's in the control room and he's running things from there so this like what people see in the movies or on commercials or on TV is really how it looks for like if someone walked in they would say well they got a guy in front of a uh, electronic board with a million knobs and, mm-hmm. and sliders on it and everything yep. and then you're looking through glass through a nice piece of glass yep. at uh, Musicians are the musicians. Were they all together in this in the studio, or how did, how did you do that? For this? There is a a room uh, for the drummer because drums are you know extremely loud, and uh, what a lot of the studios have done is built a drum room. They used to call it a drum booth, but now it's not really a booth. Like in this case, and in, in, in the cases of a lot of studios, uh, they're very stone walls. You know, this used to be. It used it, when I started doing this, they had a drum booth and everything was just dead. That was the that was the sound. It was that you walked in there, you couldn't even hear yourself talk. It, all the sound would just disappear. Now we've gone completely the other way, and they want that room as live as possible acoustically, so that it's all made out of rock and stuff like that. In this case, they call it the rock room. Hmm. And so the drummer has his kit uh, in the in the rock room, so he is segregated from the rest of us so that his the noise from his cymbals and his drums and everything aren't bleeding into the piano for example which is also in its own booth mm-hmm. which is where i was mm-hmm. so i'm right next to him i can see him there's mm-hmm. a window between us uh but our the what's getting into the piano microphones is not getting into the drum microphones so the engineer has control over this stuff. as a musician are you able to hear the other instruments oh, yeah. so even though they they can't hear you live they can hear the what's being yeah. recorded yep right? everybody can hear everything in the headphones cool question on uh audio nerd question for yeah. you so you're talking about like best practices and what the engineers are doing but how much how often do you get an engineer who uh has a certain approach that's like more akin to their personality so they'll actually break some best practices like they'll come in and be like well i want more warmth on this and it's like oh that that particular producer or that particular engineer brings that to the table is mm-hmm. that something that you know is that does that cause problems then in the recording process when you well know, you know I, the engineer you know for me as a music producer the engineer can make or break your project yeah and it took me a long 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 time to find somebody that was on the same wavelength that i am and he's going to record it and mix it the way i hear it that must be a shitty feeling if you it, it, it's a, really tough. Yeah, and it's not you're not in sync. It, yeah, you know it's not even that they're wrong. They're wrong for this project. Exactly. Or for working with you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you hear musicians who are like, well, I wanted to work with Rick Rubin on this project because he brings a certain, you know, or I won't bring up Phil Spector. That's probably that. yeah. <laughs> but you know, Mister, the guy who developed like, the Wall of Sound and all that. I mean, mm-hmm. so every producer engineer, I'm assuming, has their own kind of stamp, even though it goes above and beyond or below best practices. I think that's probably right. Okay. Yeah. There's definitely you know there's a personality that gets involved and. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know there are there are some engineers, for example, that are really good at, and experienced at recording orchestra. Sure, and that's a different animal. Yeah, absolutely. And and there are a lot of guys that really just record, you know, country or rock or something like that. That guy might not be the best guy for your orchestra project, and vice yeah. versa. What, what, what if I it's like an orchestra about, guy, you don't want him on your heavy metal session. Yeah. What I've noticed about your engineer, I don't. You can name him if you want, but he um, has a um, way of suggesting things without 
and they're smart suggestions mm-hmm. without he does it so softly that it's not a challenge to right. you or to anyone else in the right. room and kind of says well you know and, and you and it's easier to listen to someone like that you mm-hmm. may or may not agree but right. he's pretty sharp and if he's yeah if he's making some suggestions yeah you don't i always listen to him yeah he's, absolutely he's, he's, he's wonderful yeah. Yeah. yeah he brings a lot to the yeah. table he's he's carrying his weight yeah Big he time. knows what he's talking about. So if when he says something, you listen. Yep. Because you know he's saying it, you know, in in sincerity to make everything sound better. Mm-hmm. The beauty of a session like this is that that applies to everybody there. You know, if the drummer has a suggestion, or the guitar player has a, you know, why don't we try yeah. it like this? Yeah. Or what? You know, if they say that, you'd be you'd be a fool to not consider what they're suggesting. Right. Right, whether it makes it in the final cut or not. Right. Still try it. Yeah, you may not like it, yeah. you know, but you got to at least consider it. Yeah. It's interesting yeah. stuff, the choices that are made. Um, we don't <clears throat> hear or see enough about this because, you know, I think people listen to music and take so much for granted. Um, you see a documentary about, like, The Wrecking Crew or anything right. about the making of, like, Pet Sounds and see how Brian Wilson was working or, you know, the mm. crazy stuff he was up to. Yeah. It's fascinating stuff. It really is. And you guys just experienced it. You guys are just coming off that. <laughs> it so. is. It and we're, we're still high from it. It was <laughs> yeah. it was an amazing experience. Okay. Awesome. Let's go to Kelly. Kelly, what what was it like for you walking in there and, and what was your first impression? It was incredible. It You know, it was like, you know, being in a dream. Um walking in to East Irish Studios and just, you know, taking it all in and seeing the band set up. And, you know, I'm not used to, I'm not used to a work environment quite like that. I'm a music teacher and, you know, it's school, it's elementary school and it's very different. And so, you know, one of the first things that kind of freaked me out was I'm walking into the studios and I'm watching everybody set up and I'm realizing nobody is going to tell me what to do today. <laughs> Nobody's going to tell me what, like, oh my God, they all, they, oh, I, they all think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a moment of panic because, you know, it, it was new. This was brand new. Did, um, excuse me, yeah. Kelly, did you see the panic in her face? Not really. Yeah. Okay, I mean, good. I know her pretty well, so I knew that she was a little anxious. Okay. He was totally ignoring me. Like, he was like, you know, you're on your own. Like, if you embarrass me, I'm never bringing you back here. So just hold it together. Cool. You know? <laughs> so he just walked over to the piano. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm one of the bands. So, you know, you're just you're the, your own. you're just the, what did you say? The chick the, singer the chick or something? Singer. Yeah, yeah, thanks. So, she yeah. seemed to like that a lot. It was no. the alternate mm-hmm. title for the album, actually, yeah. was The Chick Singer. Yeah. But we decided not to. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what surprised you most when um, you got there? I, it was just the, the flow of everything, the beauty of how everybody works together. And to be in the, in the presence of all the most amazing musicians, you know, in Nashville and there was a camaraderie among the band and a respect mm-hmm. um and and a love like when Terry's talking about the love like you really can just feel this amazing love between musicians and they were excited to you know to work on this project mm-hmm. and it was something i had to kind of it was very humbling because you know here i am with again the best musicians in nashville and I'm like, hey, here's my demo. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Well, let's talk about that just a little bit. So, what was it like? One of the things I always love about a session when I when I do this with Terry is, he have a what's a demo? Please explain a demo. Demo is a rough recording, you know. So, so how do you how do you 
you you produce it, right? And you typically yeah. you sing it, whether it's going to be yeah. your voice or not in the final. Right. Just typically, to, I'm not the singer. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I like if you if you or some other ad agency calls me or whatever, and I'm, there aren't any others. Well, that's true. You're the best one. That's right in the world. That's right. Good answer. Um, but I will write the song and then I'll record a rough version of it. Um, today we do that in the computer mm-hmm. and. Uh, so I'll record a piano and bass and drums and whatever other instruments seem appropriate for the thing. And I'll sing the lead. I'll probably sing the, the oohs and the ahs if that's appropriate. And, and I'll make a rough recording. And the reason we do that really is so that the client, the person that's hiring me to do this, um, can hear the, the melody and the lyric and get a feel for the general pace and everything else the general sound they can have an idea before they've spent a ton of money going into the studio you know this gives them an opportunity if they have a problem with a word that i said why don't you say this instead of that or you know something like that they Mm -hmm. have an opportunity for input Mm -hmm. before we've we've all committed to this big expensive recording session Mm -hmm. Cool. So that's okay. the demo. We're gonna we're gonna go a little bit more on that thought, but first, speaking of ad agencies, we have to go to a commercial break. <laughs> Jack is so spoiled by our year on Zoom, he thought he could just go and go. No, no, my streamers have parameters, or they kick me off the air. Oh. So uh, we'll uh, kick it over to our friends at Live Through Sixty Five, and they'll sell you stuff, mostly public service stuff. So don't worry, it doesn't hurt too bad. And we'll be back in two minutes. All right. Oh, God. Yuck. <laughs> Bulldog's hairy arm flailing around in the background. <laughs> I guess we're back on. I hey, guess so. Terry, yeah. now we were just talking, uh, We just before the break, we had our streaming commercials on, Kelly was explaining what her feelings were like when she first walked into the room with all those professional musicians. Yeah. What was it like for you? Well, when I walked into the studio the first time, I was about 15 or 16 years old, and uh, I walked in and looked around and I just, I felt the vibe of the room and I looked at it and I, I just, every fiber of my body went, this is it for me. And I, I think this is really a lucky experience that I had because from that moment I knew my whole life was going to be here. It's going to be in the studio. This is, this is all I want to do forever. And it's all I've done. <laughs> and I've, I've never been sorry about that for one second. And every time I walk into the studio, I get the same thrill all over again. That's fantastic. Yeah. I think I'm a lucky person for that. I think some people look their whole lives to find something that they love. uh, But I found it at a very young age, and there's never been a question for me. Yeah. Good. Here, I can add on that. Just try a lot of shit. You don't know until you yeah. until you you try. It. You don't know, but it's, yeah. it is fantastic to have the opportunity that Kelly just had. And Kelly, and so you walk in, <clears throat> yeah. you're wowed by what's going on, and then what I always love about the process is when Terry plays the demo, gets all the musicians in the room and plays the demo for them, and then they start they listen and they start making suggestions. What was mm-hmm. it like for you to have? these professional musicians uh, listening to your demo with you singing and making suggestions on your songs? It was very humbling um, and it was very exciting. It was just heartwarming at the same time because, you know, I have some wonderful friends and family who have listened to my songs and, you know, and been very gracious and kind about it. And I had a chance to play them for you, Jack. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, you know, to, to be sitting there and watching these guys 
following along with my charts and uh, which Terry helped me with and um, my music. It, it was just it was amazing. Okay, and there's hold on, yeah. hold on just one because so what when you say charts, what are yeah. the charts? When and Terry helped you, well, please explain. Everything that you know, you write a song, you have to write the music to go with it. And if you want a band to play it, you got to write out the music. And, um, you know, I have a degree in music, so I know how to write music out, but there's specific ways to doing this for different types of bands. Um, and so, because Terry is familiar with that and he writes for bands a lot, he helped me out with this. It's kind of a new style for me. So, um, the charts are basically, you know, a guideline for the musicians and. Uh, especially for these guys, you know, they what was fascinating was they listened to my demo once and they knew they knew what to do one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like if I had not given them a chart, they they probably would have been able to do this, you know. Um, but if you want something specific in your song, if there's something you really want to communicate and you want them to communicate, then you need it in your chart um, and you need to be able you know, to tell them where it is, um, how to do it and you know, it was really great because, you know, the first song that we did, um, you know, they were they were chatting after listening to the demo and they're like, OK, so Diamond here. OK. And then, John, why don't you go and do a little solo there? Mm-hmm. OK, you know, let's do this. Let's do that. And they were just speaking my language. You know, I was like, yes, these are my people. Yes. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted to do and then they played it you know i couldn't even sing like the first song we're doing freight train i'm like i'm like uh, you know like i can't even get the words out of my mouth because i'm hearing what i'm hoping to hear in my music for like the first time in my life and and that talk about life altering i think that was too that was like walking in the studio knowing okay my life is changing today Mm -hmm. and when I walk out of here, it's it's going to be different. And so, like, every second of being in that was, like, life-altering. Yeah. yeah. You know, that day when we were there, and we haven't even talked about this, the moment I, I just knew this was going to be great is we had played the first demo, which was Freight Train, uh, for the band. And the bass player, who's <laughs> so <laughs> good, you can't even describe how good this guy is, he goes... Oh boy, this is going to be fun. Do you remember him saying that? I do. Yeah. I do remember. And the minute he yeah. said that, I was like, yeah. Yes, it is. Jimmy Lee Slows. Just, yep. Yeah. I was yeah. that that was going to be my question again speaking like Kelly's not right here with us, but Terry, <laughs> uh, we heard how what her reaction was. What what was the band's reaction when they heard the demo? You kind of said the one thing, but and to Kelly and her voice. They've worked with a lot of singers. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, well they liked it and you know, they these guys are all pros. So they, as soon as we play the demo for them, um, that's that's like the kickoff. There's a there, the process has begun now, mm-hmm. and they're looking at whatever kind of chart we've given them, whether it's sheet music or Nashville number charts or whatever we've given them. They're looking at it and they're listening, and they're starting to make notes. Okay, I'm going to do this here. I'm going to do this here. The feel changes right here, and they start making notes, and they'll probably go play. Watch play that again. We play it again, and they're they're making more notes, and you know somebody will go, "Are you going to do this diamond right here?" A diamond um, is like a whole note. It's like everybody gets that one, two, three, four, one. So that hold mm-hmm. in Nashville, that's a diamond, mm-hmm. and so it's like, "Are you going to play that diamond, or are you going to play through that?" 
you know, that kind of thing. And one guy, eh, I think I'm going to hold that, but why don't you play through it? Or something, you know, they start, mm-hmm. they start talking and this collaboration begins and the whole melange just begins. And so, you know, you're, as soon as you play that demo, you're in the vortex mm-hmm. and the whole thing starts. So that's what they're into. They're, they like it. They like her. Now let's, let's pay attention. Let's see what we're going to do here. And it's, it's all business after that. Okay. It's yeah. fun. It's full of love. There's there's humor that goes on, and uh, but they really it, get in the music. Like yeah. they really, you know, I could see Jimmy just like he he would have his head down and just kind of really focusing on right. what he was going to do. Um, all of them were, you know, we're doing that, and even when I would play the demo, and then we'd talk about it after, and then, okay, so is that what you want there? Um, but having the opportunity to say, you know, yes, this is this is what I wrote um, as far as my ability to write here is if you hear something differently, if you want to add something, please do. Oh, please yeah. bring what you have to this because that's part of this process. It's part of the journey, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to say, OK, well, here is this. You know, what what can you help me communicate in this? Um, and that was just a beautiful thing. You know, for example, um, the the drummer, Dennis, um, I think when when we finished listening, it was either that or one of the other demos. He goes, you know what, Mills, he, that Mills is the engineer. He goes, Mills, I'm going to change snare drums for this. So, you know, in other words, I'm going to put up a new drum. You might want to pay attention to what microphone you have on that or mm-hmm. how far away it is or mm-hmm. how you're doing this. And he's going to change to these hard brushes, which he calls a broom, uh, rather than the stick. And so he's going to change his sound a little bit for this song. And he's notifying the engineer of that, who's going to probably make some little adjustments. So they're they're thinking, how can I make this better? How can I make this as good as it can be? And so when you've got top flight people trying to make it as good as it can possibly be, you've got a pretty good combination going. Yeah, and you're hearing everything that they're individually bringing to your music, yeah. which which was just... You know, at that moment, I didn't even think of myself as a singer. I was just so thrilled to hear this band interpreting my music. And and it became really clear kind of throughout the process, too, that, you know, every time we would come back to the control room to listen to a take, um, you know, we they were really focused on making the best music possible. Right. Um, that was also very humbling, you know. So it was just, <clears throat> Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, they might come back and somebody might go, you know what, I need those middle four bars right there. Because they just, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, but they just know that they could have done something a little bit better. Yep. Or they got a cool idea when they were listening back to it and went, yeah, I wish I'd have done that. You know what, Mills punched me in at these four bars. I'm going to go redo that. And, uh, you know, so you've got everybody really trying to make it as good as it can be. And then you don't have, at the end of the day, the finished song. No, because no. you have all the parts, mm-hmm. right? And then there's a you get into the whole mixing thing, which we can go on and on, which we we can cover. But let's listen to, let's talk about the song mm-hmm. and how it came about, how why it is what it is, and yeah. uh, then let's listen to it. All right. Well, the song is called "Say Goodbye," and um, it's a song that's reflective of this journey that I've been um, writing about and hyping about <laughs> for the last year or so. And, um, you know, it started a long time ago. Um, the first the first line is reflective of um, the years I spent in Toronto, Canada at the University of Toronto. And um, it says mile after mile on the Bloor subway line. Um, well, that's a line on the subway in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And um, I traveled that many times back and forth to school. 
and the you know looking at all the people I like to watch people <laughs> you know not creepy but <laughs> Do you I know what you're them? thinking okay. yeah. we, I know no. what you're thinking we weren't thinking <laughs> that but now that's all we're thinking yeah. <laughs> God lock your doors <laughs> is everybody everybody's barn door okay come on <laughs> I see you over there at the post office um, so anyway <laughs> uh, the post office for those who don't know it's right next to right the library next to <laughs> the windows and, Ke- and Kelly's watching the post straight shot over <laughs> lift these big uh, like watching the post mail. <laughs> so, okay, so we're back on the subway. It's Toronto. It's like, you know, I'm not going to say how long ago. And, you know, you're watching people and you're, you know, everybody on, you know, you're taking it to work. You're going somewhere. You're doing something. You're visiting somebody. And, you know, you just, there's so many stories on a subway that you can pick up on. And so that kind of started out the wheels turning. And I'd written that a long time ago. And it didn't come back to me until you know this year and I was I picked up writing again and um and then just say goodbye came and I realized you know it's kind of like that on a journey like you have to be able to say goodbye you're not you know sometimes saying goodbye is saying hello sometimes you know it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think there's a song about that mm. uh That's deep. <laughs> mm. but you know you're very deep yes thank you um and it's reflective a little bit of um my childhood and growing up in Canada in the countryside um but it's also you know it's a little bit made up too because it's what I would imagine a journey would be for some people um and so it's really something, you know, to give people courage to say, you know, you might be in a place right now where you want to grow from. And, you know, sometimes you have to have the courage inside to say, you know, to say goodbye to that place. Um, because really, you're the only one who can do that, you know, and, and to trust that, you know, there's probably something better waiting on the other side. You know, and I want to tell you something, too. Um, and I won't give it away, but in the session something very interesting happened when we were recording this and it happens like at the end of the song mm-hmm. and it we kept it it's still there well i was just so you'll say, hear it i was gonna say listen to kelly so no thought at all went into the song it was just a lark you just <laughs> scribbled some <laughs> scribbled some words down on a bar napkin and, and off yeah. you no so no it's it's fascinating to hear that because when terry sent the, the file and say goodbye i was like oh God, it's gonna be a <laughs> Angst ridden. Yeah. Yeah. Where we, the we, F is free train? We, <laughs> <laughs> we, we've done angst on this show quite yes. a bit. Oh my God. We? Yes. <laughs> yes, we have. So, en- enough with the angst, but let's. I can't wait any longer. Bulldog, would you please play for the first time ever? Yes. Yeah. Yes. In this form, in this finished form, ever. over the internet, which on. is connected to the entire solar system. <laughs> <laughs> No pressure. No, no, no pressure. No pressure. Let her rip. Yep, 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 yep. Fast enough. 
You know, it's so cool because when we were doing the session, that that kind of double ending there wasn't planned. And so I was like, got, what are they doing? Oh, did I the, forget something? Make stop. Make <laughs> the song ends. And then the drummer just does that thing. And the bass player came right back in. I'm going, shit, that so I'm going to start playing. Yeah. So we all started playing again. Now it's not on the page at all. Now that's everybody was, was just yeah. playing. So it's just she a, starts singing. It's just a jam band thing all exactly. of a sudden. Yeah. That's great. Exactly. It's fantastic. Yeah, Super the fun. Happy accidents. Yeah. 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 Yes. first year I was like, yeah. oh, that was good. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I know. yeah uh, Doc was headed for the button. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I know. That's what's going to happen. That's, yeah. you know, we left, left it in because that was just, that was part of the energy of that yes. whole day. So they spontaneous. They just kept wanting to play and play and play. Right. And, and like that part with the, I mean, I love the bass in this i mean oh. i love all of them all of them are just so incredible um but this song i had actually really thought about the bass part for this and um 
you know, when I played it for Jimmy Lee Slosson, he's like, did you write that? Yeah. And I said, um, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, best place player in Nashville. Um, he's like, it's pretty good. Yeah. And I was like, well, thank you. You know, like it was really cool, but he did exactly you know what I wanted, and then some. Yeah, if you and listen to the bass just, part through that whole thing, it's yeah, really good. It is. Yeah, it is it's so a, it's important. It's the first instrument that sticks out. Yeah. yeah, to you amongst all of them. And yeah, I mean they're all stand out, but but that's yeah. what I you know like that was for this song. You know, this was the bass is kind of like the heart. Yeah, of mm-hmm. this song, it's like the blood flowing mm-hmm. in the in the song. I guess I guess Dennis is kind of the heartbeat. You know, the, <laughs> I have to give that to Dennis. He he was awesome, especially his count offs. Um, but um, but the bass too, like that was just you know, it's like this blood flowing through everything, and it's just so great. So Kelly, how yeah. much uh, instrumentation did you actually do like on that track? I mean, because obviously you're focusing on your vocals more than anything, um, and you've accompanied yourself for so long. Could you just turn <laughs> the bulk of the instrumentation? to the folks in the room and just focus on your vocals? Yes. Nice. Yes. Very nice. That was such a gift yeah. for me. That was so lovely because I, yeah, usually I stumble through my own instrumentation <laughs> and, um, you know, it, to have these guys playing, not just like, they weren't just backing me up, like they were playing with me and it just, it felt so uh, symbiotic. You know, we were just, everything was grooving. So yeah, that was beautiful. That I could see so that beautiful. being addictive. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, that's yeah. a good word for it. It is <laughs> very you know, we, addictive. We've both talked about it since yeah. we've been back because the whole thing, the whole experience was—I used the word before, but it was magical, and it really was. And you know what I've said to Kelly a couple times: nothing makes sense since I'm back here. Especially since you walked in the bulldog. Especially since you walked in the bulldog. I'm sure. Yeah, especially today. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, we know we're going to go back. Right. And um, there's a lot more music coming. There's a lot of great stuff coming. Um, Terry has some awesome, amazing stuff that just absolutely puts me to shame. Yeah. Um, uh, but, it, and, and actually, I have to say, like, there's been stuff that he's written this year, and he sent me a demo, um, particularly one, that that got me through a lot of really hard times. Um, cause, you never had a hard time. Yeah. Give me a break. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I try to Everybody, cover it up, I'm right? Just no, 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 no. Uh, no. No, it's fantastic. Yeah. 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 And so, like, the, just that music is, you know, when you find people that speak your language, it's a language, yep. right? Like, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's something level, you want to hold on to. It's and, a level of understanding that can't really be... You, you can't make someone understand it either. They no. Do they don't. Yeah. You know, it, it is really something, the, the bond that forms within the people in that room. Mm-hmm. And it's like in that, in that one day, you all became family. You all became mm-hmm. blood brothers, you know? Exactly. And, and sisters. And you're, you are just, yes, and sisters. And you're, <laughs> you are just bonded to each other. And nobody outside of that bond Gets can it. quite yeah. feel the same thing. And, Listening to that song after you hearing you talk, I mean, the first time I heard it, I thought, oh, that's just, the quality is there. It's grooving. But when Kelly just said, you know, it's not just, there's not a singer. It's not like the Kelly song. It is like the Kelly and everyone playing together. That whole thing is so, the unity mm-hmm. of that thing. So you were the only one singing, but I heard everything else too, oh, you know, cool. which was cool. Yeah. 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 We try to keep, like, I like the instrumentation. Um, there's, you know, only four instruments and you can hear, well, five, including voice and you really hear everything, which I really love. Um, and I think, I think everybody in the band was in agreement with that. Like even, mm-hmm. and Mills, the engineer, he, he was like, you know, there's not a whole lot of other stuff 
and fluff and stuff, you know, like it's, it's kind of raw, but it's just beautiful because you can hear every part. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. Yeah. We didn't overproduce it. We didn't, you know, purposely by design, we didn't overproduce it. And yeah, Mills made a comment about that. He's got, he's like, you know, so many people in Nashville would fill every hole there, you know, so there'd just be constant action going on. We just didn't do that. No. We kept this much, much, uh, it's Much, lean yeah you know lean lean and beautiful yeah the song is the king yeah you know we don't have to play you know we don't have to show off our chops every right. measure you know we want to give the listeners like i want to give the listener um you know room to grow with the song too um because it's a message that i want to get out to people and i want people to feel not just the i mean i definitely want the listener to feel the energy in these sessions because it is something fantastic you know, but also the message that, you know, there's room for them. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So, Terry, mm-hmm. I think this is to you. Why did you mix this? Are the other ones mixed? No. Why did you mix this one first? Uh, it was Mill's choice, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Right. Random. <laughs> um, you know, he's um, he's a very, very busy engineer, mm-hmm. being like the yeah. top guy in yeah. Nashville. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, he works on the albums of the stars down there. Well, he it's, he knows Steve Earle, who was like my yeah. freaking hero. You yeah. Know? So I was talking to Steve Earle, like, shut up, you talk to Steve Earle. Yeah. Now I'm going to say, shut up, you talk to Kelly Dupuis. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, so, so he chose. Yeah, I think he's sorry. working on Toby Keith's album right now. And so we're kind of we're just kind of trying just, to fit in the holes no, where he's gosh, got. Darn it, Toby! You're why more, are you taking so long? Than him. Yeah, really. <laughs> I don't know why they're doing his first. Just, you know. Oh, Jack! It's getting late in Denmark. One o'clock is approaching, and I have well, we're, uh, we're and the in, clock is king. We're in Hooterberg. Yes, we are. <laughs> not not Denmark. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> so, all right. Real quickly, how much time do we have, Bulldog? Uh, negative three. Okay. So <laughs> we have we have limitless time. Kelly, how do you have a, a GoFundMe, yes, right? Yes, How indeed. do people find that? Yes. To, uh, because GoFundMe, the process is ongoing? It's ongoing. Um, if you go to GoFundMe um, and you just do a search on Kelly Dupuis-Schmidt or maybe even easier Freight Train, because um, that's the title of my fundraiser, Music Teacher's Journey, um, you can go on there and donate. And it's it's be really appreciated because this is a heck of a lot of work and we're fueling it with everything we got. Mm-hmm. Um, but any donation is helpful. Yeah. Okay. It is and expensive. it is expensive. <laughs> yeah, you went to the best. You got to pay. It's pretty yeah. crazy. So, yeah. um, Kelly, one last thing: mm-hmm. Can someone pay and download that song now that it's mixed? Can Can you raise money that way or no? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. We're We're planning on a big launch, uh, and we're just going to create a little bit of anticipation right now. Got it. Okay. And, well, you have to let us yeah. know so we can make sure and promote it. If you're soon. listening to this yeah. on the podcast side of things, in the show notes, you will find a link to Kelly's GoFundMe page. So that'll oh. make it. Very easy. Nice. Yes, and if you are on the GoFundMe page and happen to want to GoFundMe, then you know I'm sure that that there will be a a special link to this music when it is released, just for you. Great. Super cool. Excellent. Thank you. All right. That's All right, a show, dog. kids. You, uh, you, you kill Joy. Thanks a lot. Well, it's all <laughs> the, oh. the, the clock is my master. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this was so much fun to have you guys in the studio. Thank you for coming yeah. out. Oh, thank it's you. so much fun to be I, back on the radio. I mean, Zoom was fun, but this is great. It's and awesome. I have one more request. Here and that go. is, Terry, that room that you can walk in and not hear anything, mm-hmm. especially yourself talking. I want that for Bulldog. Can you, <laughs> can, you, can, you bring, can you bring that here? That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get our own GoFundMe page going for silencing the bulldog oh, man. <laughs> to the top <laughs> 1.3 million dollars on the first day so don't excited. compete with me <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll, we'll shovel a few shekels your way. There we go. Thank you. Shekels, I'm glad you used that terminology. Right? <laughs> Shalom. All right. That's the show, everybody. We'll be back right here on the radio next week. I'm so happy. Shalomberg. Take care. <laughs> Shalomberg. Take care, everybody. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.